Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. I'm Trevor Cummings, your host of the podcast and your author of the Tom blog. We are sitting here in beautiful Newport Beach, California today, and we're going to be talking about the article, To Lose by a Hair. And yes, it's a pun, hair, H-A-R-E. And what I'm talking about is the classic fable of the tortoise and the hare. And I know we've all heard it before, right? The hare gets ahead, sprints, takes a nap, has a snack, and the tortoise just goes along the way, steady Eddie from start to finish. And we get this idea that is the juxtaposition between something that is steady as you go versus something that is erratic and volatile. And yes, that fable lends itself very well to a lot of financial and personal finance analogies. And we're going to talk about one today. We're going to talk about this idea of the tortoise being diversification and the hare being concentration. So let's get started. Diversification, what is it? Well, there is a Nobel Prize winner by the name of Harry Markowitz, which I believe he's still alive, which my guess is that would make him in his 80s or 90s. But with his research, he figured out that if you owned different types of investments, that it could reduce the risk of your overall portfolio. So if your goal was to generate a particular outcome, uh, think about it in kind of total return status, you could own X, Y, and Z. And when you blended those together, it would reduce the risk as opposed to owning just one of those things. And I think this is pretty common right? We have this whole adage of saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And we can appreciate this idea of diversification. There is a downside to diversification though. Every year, there'll be something in your portfolio that you're pretty disappointed with, right? Because the idea when you diversify is to say that some things are going to go up, some things are going to go down, and some things are going to go sideways. But by blending those three things together, over time, it will create a better benefit. One of the images I put in this week's article, I said, hey, let's look at 2008 when stocks were down, call it 37%, and U.S. 10-year treasuries were up 20%. I'll let you decide what would you have rather owned in 2008. Okay, fast forward, 2019, stocks are up nearly 32%. Those same 10-year treasuries are up 10%. Again, I ask you, what would you have rather owned? It's a different answer to the same question based on the year that you're in. So we get this understanding that, yes, diversification is like being healthy, like working out. We know it's good for us, but it's not always fun. Now I ask you, what's the opposite of diversification? And this isn't as common of a term, I would say, but purely the opposite is concentration. When it comes to investing, what does concentration look like? Well, concentration looks like owning one position, Now, I want to provide this. I know that my friend Harry Markowitz uh, would frown upon this statement, but concentration has been a great way for some folks to build incredible amounts of wealth. In the article, I included a picture of three gentlemen, one being Jeff Bezos, two being Bill Gates, and three being Warren Buffett. And I think I know, I think you know where I'm going with this story, that those are the three richest individuals in the world. And what do those three people have in common? Concentration. They all built their wealth by concentrating their investments in one company, the companies that they run. And over time, since those companies did so well compared to the general market, they had a skyrocketing of of wealth building. And we can see that concentration 
has been the fuel for some people to become extremely wealthy. And it's not only them. You think about, uh, yes, they're billionaires, but how many multimillionaires were made of people that worked for that company in the early stages or investors that got excited about the company and held the stock for X amount of years, call it 10, 15, 20 years. We know that there are some great stories of how concentration has built extreme amounts of wealth. In the financial world, there is a saying that goes something like this, concentration is a great way to become wealthy, but diversification is a great way to stay wealthy. And I want to kind of stop there and talk about that. The problem with concentration is that you're going to be dealing with the individual business risk of one company. And those risks are unique and different than, call it market risk. I provided a chart in this week's article that you'll see, and it talks about over a time period, and I think the time period they used is 1989 to 2015, they looked at the entire stock universe, and they wanted to get an idea of what were the best performing stocks, what were the worst performing stocks, and kind of how did it line up across the board. What their research found is that if you took 80% of those stocks and you combined their returns all together, you got to a 0% return over a very long time period. What was the other side? All of the returns came from 20% of those stocks. The Pareto rule, right? The 80-20. What that tells us is that if you want to go down this path of concentration, you already have some of the odds against you because you not only, if you want to build extreme amount of wealth from concentration, you not only need to be in that top 20 percentile in regards to what individual stocks you choose, you need to be in the top percentile of that top 20 percentile to own one of those particular companies. So from that, you can see how difficult it would be to intentionally concentrate and build, again, extreme amounts of wealth. Now, that's not the only part of the story. Um, what I also want to remind you of, in our tortoise and hare analogy, we, we, we had this idea that the hare had a very erratic race where he would run and then he would sleep and then he would sprint and then he would rest. And it was uh, there's a volatility to it. You betcha, if you concentrate, there is going to be some volatility. The number one individual on that richest people in the world list was Jeff Bezos. And I provided a graph here, or a chart, I'll say, that goes from 1997 to 2016, showing you the company that he runs and the company that he owns stock in. And I showed you the drawdowns over those time periods, meaning uh, what the the negative side, uh, downside of the stock. Whew! Multiple times did that stock go down 50%. In 2000, that stock went down 83%. Can you imagine how hard that would be to stomach? If you had a million dollars concentrated in one position and it started the year worth a million dollars and ended the year worth less than $300,000, that is a difficult endeavor to stick to. That is not easy. So remember, if you're going to go down this path of concentration, not only do you have to pick the top percentile stock, be right. But you also have to hold it for a long period of time and you have to endure this volatility that I will say is not really realistic. So let's wrap this up with just an idea of where do we go from here. When we talked about the tortoise and hare, I I know it's a fable, but I want you to imagine if you were actually at the race. Because from our vantage point, we know how it ends. The tortoise wins, right? But if there was Vegas odds at the beginning of that race, who would you be betting on? you'd be betting on the hare, not the tortoise. If you were a fan and you were standing at one of the checkpoints during the race and your tortoise that you were rooting for was two, three, four, eight legs behind, 
how would you feel? You wouldn't feel like the outcome is going to be that he's going to finish the race first. And that's exactly how investing is. There's going to be times where if you are a tortoise-like investor and you diversify, that you're always going to look around and think, man, I could have done this. I could have owned that. That looks attractive. That looks interesting, uh, even though some of those decisions won't be very prudent. So I want you to really own that truth and think about it and understand that diversification is a huge benefit to you. Uh, and it's a prudent thing, like uh, that adage said, in order to stay wealthy. So we'll wrap it up there. And I'll encourage you to meet with your advisor to do a review of your portfolio and look over things for these concentration risks. And Again, it's not unique only to just one individual stock versus, you know, a portfolio of stocks. You could have concentration in a particular sector, in a particular geography. There could be a certain risk of concentration inside your portfolio. Your portfolio could be extra sensitive to changes in interest rates or extra sensitive to changes in oil prices. Uh, and these are the type of things that you should be picking through your portfolio to identify to make sure that you're aware of how you should manage risk within the portfolio. So again, we'll wrap it up there. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and leave feedback on the comment section, rate the podcast, and always welcome to email and any questions. And we'll see you next week. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here and will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.